Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast, Absurd Art. My name is Liz, and on this podcast, I highlight interesting, nutty, and wild stories about art, about artists, museums, and just about everything in between. I try to make art history interesting and entertaining, so if you find art history a bit of a snooze, you've come to the right place. I do all my own research, mostly online, and compile it here in a podcast for you. I'm an enthusiast of art and not a professional. That being said, there is a possibility that I may have left a few things out, but hey, I'm doing the best that I can. So this is part two out of two of my street art episodes. On the first episode, I talked about the history of graffiti, tagging, and street art, so please go give that one a listen before you get too deep into this episode if you haven't already. So street art is really unique and absurd in that you can see it almost anywhere. Most of the time, you just happen upon it, and it's a pleasant surprise made to brighten your day or to provoke your thoughts. It changes the vibe and the face of a city, and it sometimes can tell a bit about the history or the current state of the space that the art is in. Street art can be as tall as the side of a building or the size of a rat. The opportunities for these artists are endless. The artists are often anonymous so that they don't really get into legal trouble by participating and making graffiti. And I went into the differences between graffiti and street art in my last episode, but briefly, graffiti is any type of illegal or unwanted writing or drawing, where street art is more often commissioned and has put more effort into it. But my argument is that if graffiti is beautiful... Is it still considered vandalism? So let's get into the techniques and styles of graffiti. So first of all, I have stencils, which are often made out of paper or cardboard and often have multiple stencils to create layers with different colors. And they're usually used with spray paint, and the artist will spray paint over the paper or cardboard, leaving behind the spray paint in the negative space. Now, tagging I talked a little bit about in the last episode, but it's usually done late at night, and it's essentially just writing. It's usually done with bubble letters, and it's kind of its own subculture. They don't really like murals because they take too long, and often the person that paints the mural isn't a local graffiti person. It's a lot like the OG writers that I talked about in part one of this episode, and they don't really have a purpose other than to make graffiti and spray paint on the walls that aren't theirs. So that means that they're not making money, and they're not really getting publicity from it. They're just simply doing it for fun and for the rush of vandalizing. Now, yarn bombing is knitted or crocheted pieces that are added to things on the street, like a tree, a bench, or a statue, or just about anything else. It's sometimes illegal, depending on the jurisdiction of where it is and what they consider to be vandalism, but it's definitely not as heavily illegal as spray paint graffiti, because it's easier to remove, and it's also kind of seen as cutesy. And it brings a lot of color and whimsy to any city and can easily be removed. The goal of these yarn bombers 
is to enhance the ordinary without really taking away the inanimate object's purpose. So it's not really hurting anybody and it's just bringing a little bit of happiness to your day. Now, reverse graffiti is really interesting. It's where you clean the walls into the art. So you take a dirty wall and you power wash it or clean it into the shape of whatever you're trying to show. So for example, you could clean the part of the wall into the shape of a tree. And this can actually be argued that it's not graffiti, instead just personal expression that is doing no harm at all. Now, poster art is printed before and is just attached to things, typically walls, and it's attached with paint or glue and just slapped on the wall. And lastly, I have stickers and chalk art, which are pretty self-explanatory and they're easily removable. Now I'm going to get into a few street artists. Obviously, I cannot name all of them because a lot of them are anonymous, but there are quite a few that I've found online that I will get into. So first we have Spy. I'm not really sure if I'm saying that correctly because there's like uppercase and lowercase letters going on there. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to call them Spy. So Spy's artwork dates back to the mid-80s, and they like to use irony or positive humor. And they're based out of Madrid, Spain, and they take pieces from urban spaces like barriers or traffic cones and make public sculptures out of them. And they will also do some painting stuff, like, for example, they often write in really large, bold black letters on the side of buildings. And it's usually just like one word. Sometimes it's repeated. So that's spy. And then we have asbestos, like asbestos, like the the thing that you find in houses. He's one of my personal favorites. On Instagram, he goes by Art of Asbestos or Asbestos. And they are an anonymous artist that's based in Dublin that makes lost posters of things that aren't really lost. So I'm not really sure how long he's been doing this, but it's been at least over 11 years. The lost posters include religious references and random objects, and the descriptions involved provide you with like a really funny chuckle as you're walking down the street. And these are posters or stickers that are just found in Dublin. And he's also started working on murals as well. But his lost posters I find really funny, and I discovered them when I was living in Dublin. Now, I have to talk about Banksy because obviously he's one of the most popular street artists out there. So if you don't know who Banksy is, he's an anonymous British artist who's been active for over 30 years now. He uses a lot of stencils and dark humor to often provoke thought about current events and political affairs. He is graffitied almost all over the world, and he made a film called Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I recommend if you want to learn more about him. He has created um, spaces like Dismaland and the Waldorf Hotel in Bethlehem. He often 
auctions off his work for charity. So all of the money that's made from whatever is auctioned off goes to charity. But like any person in the public eye, he's been criticized. (laughs) And he's criticized for glorifying vandalism and indirectly inspiring others to do the same. And while Banksy is anonymous, there is still so much information on him, so I will likely do an episode on him in the future. And like I said, most street artists do prefer to remain anonymous, so it is hard to come up with smaller ones without seeing their work firsthand in cities that are aesthetically changed by their creative artwork. Even the ones that have been around for a while, other than Banksy, are pretty low-key and they don't really have much of an online presence. And while they do have websites, they don't really publicize their work so much, and they just produce stuff to put on the streets. Some street artists today get paid from commissioned pieces from businesses or cities, but if the pieces are not commissioned, the artist is doing it out of their own decision, and it's almost a confrontation of the owner of the property because they have to deal with the cleanup. But for example, with Banksy, it's almost like a blessing because they were blessed with this artwork and now they can literally take the wall and sell it and auction it off. But what I love so much about street art is that you could be walking to work and see plenty of art without even going out of your way and going to a museum. Around every corner is just an opportunity for street artists or it's a pleasant surprise for the viewer. So that's all I have for you guys today on street art. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and take the time to rate five stars on iTunes. Share these episodes with a friend if you think that that's something that they would be interested in. And please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope you guys have an amazing week. And yeah, bye.